Sean, you got round two, right? Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I, thank you for reminding me. Somewhere. I knew I knew that I did, but I would have forgotten, and it wouldn't have been open when we started. That, that is that is exactly why I reminded you. Yeah. A very timely uh, seasonal intro for us. It'll make a lot of sense. <laughs> Welcome to Brose. No bunny knows Easter better than Brose. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros and Rose. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hey, guys. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And on an audio feed, reporting live from the Earth's core, Tim Hansen. There's no garlic down here. No. <laughs> no. Well, that's it. Blow the planet up. Start again. We don't have a molten core full of garlic. What's even the point of living here? Yep. Hi right, guys. How you doing? <laughs> I zoned for a second. <laughs> I was in. I was. I was. Uh. Uh. Uh, romanticizing the thought of a molten core of garlic. So, <laughs> molten core of garlic. Oh my god, the earth would smell so good. Just permeate the smell permeating from the the depths of the planet. No vampires oh ever. <laughs> no vampires ever. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, extensive garlic discussion uh, in episode twenty nine one of the award winning Brose podcast, uh, which we uh, which you might have just listened to last week when it came out. This is episode twenty nine two. Of the Brose podcast, which, available as always on that. Which we're recording a full week later in real life, not <laughs> in real time. Night. Yeah, <laughs> the illusion continues. We're just incredible lightweights, where we maintain a level of drunkenness over a full week. One glass of wine gets us through a full week. <laughs> <laughs> I look. I looked at a bottle of of rose uh, five minutes ago and got tipsy. Like I just, I, just, I felt like I was swooning. Uh, <laughs> uh, this this podcast, Brose, the one you're listening to, which you presumably have already found on a podcasting platform, is available on a different podcasting platform than the one that you're currently listening to it on. Uh, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, <laughs> Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and everywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold. If you've listened to our show before, you know that the premise of the show is to answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything – all while enjoying a delicious glass of rosé that lasts us for three weeks. If you have a question you'd like us to answer on the show, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. And you can have your question answered on the air the way that listeners uh, such as Molly Craig, Brian Everett, Amanda Hastings, various members of our families uh, – Many people have have gotten their questions answered on the show, and uh, we, we we've solved a, solved a lot of problems. I, w- I would say mm-hmm. in our in our time doing this program. Yes, we have. All I the would agree with that, especially the yeah. garlic problems. All the garlic. Oh yeah, yeah. We saw, we solved a, a serious issue with people not appreciating garlic <laughs> enough uh, in our last episode. Took care of it. Now. It's been a while since we got somebody to sponsor this program. Can't imagine why. It's been a while. Uh, it's been a while. And this week's uh, we have a sponsor, and it's Aaron Lewis of Stained. No, it's, uh, it's, uh, I like tomatoes. I, I, now, with, 
<laughs> rocks, uh, rocks, yeah, bananas, rocks, yeah, all the high quality sponsors. But listen, it's been a while. Um, you know, listen, you, you, you don't need me to tell you, you don't need us to tell you the economy's been a little bit tough the last couple of weeks with the with the COVID nineteen pandemic. But listen, with the time that we had, uh, I worked the phones the last couple of weeks, guys, and I've secured us a sponsor for this week's program. So this week's episode of Brose is brought to you by your car. And now a special statement from your car. Hey man. Uh, so, uh, what's up? Hey Ben. It's been a while. It's been a minute. As the kids would say, uh, speaking of kids, how are they? Uh, haven't seen them in a bit either. Does little Sophia still insist on wearing her Doc McStuffins outfit everywhere she goes? <laughs> Remember how she did that? Oh, 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 good times. Good times. Look, are we okay? Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to seem like the needy type here, but we used to hang out like every day. Uh, I'd take you to work. You'd fiddle with your phone and fart into the seat for 25 minutes. It was great. And then all of a sudden, I don't know. It feels like something happened. Uh, and now it seems like you only come by every couple of weeks when you're out of cucumbers or cellophane wrap or something. I, I don't know what humans eat. I'm just guessing. Uh, aren't we ever going to get gas again? My load fuel bit light's been on for six weeks. And, you know, I, I didn't really announce it or anything, but last week I flipped my check engine light on just for a change of pace, you know, to spice things up. And you didn't even notice. You didn't say anything. And you definitely didn't do that special thing where you plug the electric toy into my dashboard underside to turn the light off. You know I love that. It feels so good. Why are you toying with me? What happened to us? Did you get another car? Was there a catastrophic world event that's preventing you from driving anywhere? Are you playing Gran Turismo again? These are all like equally likely scenarios in the mind of me, a car. I don't deserve this, you know. I'm not going to be ignored. I won't be cast aside like some 1990 Volvo 240. Yeah, I know about you two. Found your old registration in my glove compartment underneath your cassette of Make It With You by Bread. What is the matter with you? Okay, you know what? Let's just forget all this and just go somewhere, right? Like work, the DMV. Or someplace else that you usually spend 20 minutes inside me sobbing before you go into. Uh, or, or how about a road trip? I hear Seattle is beautiful this time of year. And it's not just because it's the furthest point away from here I could think of. I, I just I just miss you. I miss us. <laughs> I miss us. This has been a statement from your car. That's your car. Rats live in its engine now. Zoom, zoom. You always do. Zoom, zoom. Uh, so anyway, yeah, your car sponsoring this week's episode. Good stuff. It's clearly not my car. <laughs> no, no Tim, Tim's using his car on a daily basis. Why uh, won't you leave car? me alone? <laughs> Dude, I don't want to go anywhere. I, I, I feel like that that was uh, my car has been telling me, especially since because it, it's kind of newer. It's like a year mm. and a half old. And it's like, Ooh. come on, drive me. Yeah. And I'm like, I, <laughs> yo. Though I went and got gas, and it cost me seventeen dollars to fill up from almost empty. Mm. Yeah, I was Funny blown away. I got gas like two <laughs> days ago, and it was so cheap. And I was like, "This can't be right." It's funny when the price of a barrel of oil becomes negative money. Uh, <laughs> gasoline prices can plummet with it as well. That is the best part of that. That whole thing was uh, it actually became. It was like as long as you can like listen. If you supply the barrel, we'll give you the oil, and we'll give you money to go with. It. Like, <laughs> Please. Yeah, please. <laughs> uh, let's talk about our wines, guys. Uh, what are we all drinking this week? Uh, Sean, let's start with you. I'm drinking uh, Behringer, Main and Vine, a white Merlot. 
Uh, that is fine. Super sweet. Pretty low ABV. I think it's like 11% or something. So you can uh, drink this and have a headache from how much sugar you had instead of, you know, the wine. <laughs> <laughs> nice bit of variety. Yeah. Get a headache from the sugar instead of exactly. the, the booze. <laughs> Uh, uh, Rich, what are you drinking? I am drinking uh, the PEF uh, 2018 California Rosé. Uh, the tasting notes, it says, uh, our town is full of bike paths and hiking trails, and no one and one never knows where they might lead. Small half-acre vineyards can be found tucked away from the main roads like forgotten treasures. Greg Kitchens has been making wine for two decades and knows California's uh, appellations as well as anybody, but even he finds the occasional hidden gem, like the wine you're holding now. Discover where the path leads. Very mysterious. It's good. I like it. I I, I enjoy it. Um, after drinking more than half the bottle throughout the first episode, um, it it the the rough mouth feel that I was talking about before is kind of gone. So I, I do like it. Rich, can you change your Twitter handle to have rough mouthfeel? Uh, <laughs> no, it, it's, it's already garlic sweetened. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Well, I'd still be underscore walnuts, but my name is garlic sweetened. That's why I thought you change it because it's been Louisiana sweetened for like <laughs> 10 months. <laughs> if, he changes, if he changes it to rough ma- mouthfeel, he'll have to put a like plus 18 ad- advisory on it. <laughs> yeah, the padlock next to him. This is a private account. Uh, Tim, what are you drinking? I am drinking Kim Crawford. It's a New Zealand 2019 rosé. Uh, I gave it shit in the last episode because it has a pompous description that I uh, could go eat ass, honestly. But... It's actually pretty good. I, I I gave it I gave it a like it's all right kind of description, but it's actually pretty good for how it describes itself as exceptionally dry or what did it say refreshingly dry, which is the most the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Uh, it's, it it's pretty good. It does have a slight dry finish, but it's got a little bit of berry, a little bit of watermelon in it. It's but it's not super fruity and kicking me in the face with sugar. I actually looked at the ABV after Sean mentioned his, and it's 13, which is blowing my mind. Nice. Wow. Also, already Actually finished walked. my second glass because I, I, I did. So I'm already on glass three. You guys got to catch up. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm working on it, man, because I'm also drinking a 13 alcohol bro volume uh, wine, and it's called Silence. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it is a uh yeah, it's the, the rose that tells you to be quiet. It is a uh Luberon rose. And the second paragraph of the tasting notes, uh, after it tells you that this wine takes you on a hedonist getaway, uh this Luberon wine was uh vinified by Sangye at low temperature <laughs> and matured to preserve its fresh aromas and bright color with cherry glints. Best served between 50 and 55 degrees Fahrenheit with fresh goat cheese, a summer salad, or on the patio with a barbecue. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's it's a good dry rosé. I, I do appreciate it a little bit more than I did the last episode. It is definitely above average. Uh, it is a good wine. I believe this was about eight or nine bucks. Uh, definitely... A good value, I will say. It is not the best rosé you will ever have, but you cannot go wrong with this one at that price point. All right. Sean, you've got the next round of questions. Right? 
<laughs> we just talked about it. Completely question. What question? I do when I close my mail app. I'm such a That's... fucking idiot. So for, for full disclosure, about seven and a half minutes ago, when we were getting this episode ready, uh, one of us said, so Sean, I think it was Rich. Sean, you've got the next round of questions. And Sean said, yes, I knew that, but thank you for reminding me because I would have forgotten. And here we are, a scant, what, eight minutes later? <laughs> Well, I'm gonna got to put that if that is recorded. You have to put that as the intro, just to just to kind of like hammer home how fucking stupid I am. <laughs> well done, Sean. Well done. So you're getting your mail back up, and of course, you can email questions at gmail dot com okay. uh, with any questions you might have, uh, whether they be about uh, current events, music, uh, uh, TV shows, Wild. Uh, wine. While he's setting that up, I do want to say during your ad read, Matt, my exact humor is when you read, is everything okay? Are you mad at me? You know, your car? When the <laughs> yeah. comedy explains what it is, is my oh, exact yeah. humor. You got to mix that in there sometimes. These are all equally likely scenarios in the mind of me, a car. Uh, yeah. Drive the point home. Yeah, you got to get it in there. All right, Sometimes you just forget that you're talking to a car, <laughs> and you got to be reminded that it's a car. You know, a car. Yeah, you know, cars. The thing, the vroom vroom, and the wheel, and the and all that. Mm -hmm. uh, Sean, have you pulled up I, our questions? Yeah, you ready? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a <laughs> yeah, long uh, two months, guys. So it, it really has. Full, full disclosure. To be a little candid for a second, so I had a, a telehealth appointment with my psychiatrist today, mm. and she was like, and she was like. I feel like I just saw you. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's been a year since I've seen you, but it had been not even two months. So this, uh, this time is moving. Time is moving very bizarrely to me. Yeah, I also yeah. decided <laughs> she was like, she was, I was, she was like, how are you doing? And I'm like, not great. You know, I'm just not yeah, doing great. Yeah. And she was like, do you, do you think, do you think I need to like up your dosage for your antidepressants mm -hmm. and stuff? And I was like, honestly, no, I don't. I just think, I think before I would fall into a deep despair for no reason, and it was very annoying. Now there's a reason for it, so I think it's okay. And <laughs> yeah, there's a clear external factor. Exactly. I'm like, I think I'll, I think it's all right. I don't think it's my yeah. brain chemistry malfunctioning. I think it's just the world being on fire. So yeah, it, it's, it's bizarre because I'm, I'm doing that as well. And it's weird, like because uh, I had a teledoc appointment yesterday and it's weird because the last couple of sessions, uh, like all of my, my sessions that where I turn my my focus and my my anxiety inward. Now I go to her and I'm like, so um, my priorities have shifted in the last few weeks. And she's like, uh-huh, do tell. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's bizarre. Yeah. Uh, what? So uh, what do we got? What's our, our first uh, question? Our first uh, question submitted by Molly Craig. Thank you, Molly. Uh, do you actually find Fuck Mary Kill to be a fun game? Why? <laughs> I'm gonna go with no because usually it's a combination yeah. of people. It's just like I will kill one of you, but the other, like, can we just do both? Yeah, yeah, they're too close. I I do think there's like a weird kind of nebulous. No, I, I just I, I just want to go with the the carnal enjoyment of it. It's like I don't know if I long term want either of you, but like let's let's just do this thing now. Mm. Yeah. I'm a heathen. I'm I can, aware. <laughs> I, can get, I can get behind it. I like the that the the fuck Mary kill game when it's unrelated to a human being. Like I enjoy it where, where it's like something stupid, where it's like okay, fuck Mary kill football, basketball, baseball. 
Like something completely unrelated yeah. where it, it's not like I thought you were gonna say, say like enough. emu, ostrich, and a kangaroo. No, no, no. That's a different <laughs> podcast, Tim. Uh, <laughs> the fucking emus podcast is is uh something I'm recording next week. Um but no, like, yeah, something like that where because because like if it's people, like I don't care, you know, what the context is, or you're talking about celebrities or anything like that. If you go like, oh, I want to fuck this person, you're just like, oh, what an asshole. Like, mm-hmm. like I I I can't wrap my I I I'm not there mentally, but if it's something inanimate or something that's just completely ridiculous and you're doing FMK on that, yeah, fine. But it's not my game. It's not my my ideal hypothetical game. Yeah, I agree. Don't care about it. I think it's, yeah, I think when it's three inanimate objects, I'm I'm all for it because I think that's funny. But I don't think, mm-hmm. uh, no, I think w- with three people, it doesn't, I don't know, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like the two, the two fucking Mary are so close yeah. Like, I don't know. Because ideally, like, ideally, <laughs> if you're in a situation where you're like, okay, I want to have this person, you probably also have some other feelings other than just like, oh, my God, you're amazing. I want to, mm-hmm. you know, I want to, you know, go, go take the highway to the bone zone with you. Uh, but <laughs> highway yeah, to it's, it's, bone zone. Bone zone. Uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It doesn't appeal to me. I've, mm-hmm. I've never understood the question because – it's fuck, marry, kill. Does that mean whoever I decide to marry, I'm not going to get to fuck them? That's the thing. It's such, it's such a nebulous rule mm. set. Like, are you going to be in a celibate mm. marriage for some reason with the third person, with that person? I don't know. That yeah, would, that don't, only makes sense. Because I think that the assumption is, oh, well, you once, yeah, yeah, it's the old joke. Like, oh, once you get married, that's the end of that. Mm. You know, like the nudge, nudge, wink, wink kind of thing. I, I I, I'm guessing as, that's part of it. Which one do you want to lock down forever? And all its benefits, and which one do you just sort of like want to hit it and quit it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, or like <laughs> that's all we do. That is our only interaction is like yeah. doing the doing the nasty. But otherwise, like you can go over there, and I will see you next time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's you yeah, know, it's a it's a game we played in high school, and you know, it's all well and it good. It does not. And, it does not stand up. Now. No, 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 no it's all. like Borat. It doesn't really hold up. Yeah, it doesn't hold up anymore. Uh, yeah. Are, are there any of those kind of games that you still like? Like, I don't know. Uh, I, you know, I don't know because I like, like weird it, those kind of games. Thinking of the person I was when I was playing them is like it's it's a completely different person than I am now. Yeah, that's a good point I, too. I think I don't know. It's I'm not. I think I'm just like more aware. Because back, like, when I would play that game, we played this game and a game called Would You? And it was literally just, would you have sex with this person? And that was it. Mm. And it was just, you watch, we, my friend and I would sit on uh-huh. the, like, on mm-hmm. at uh, our, our college, we'd sit on the, uh, whatever, like, A-Walk. We'd sit on A-Walk. Mm-hmm. And we'd watch people yeah. go by and just be like, would you? And you just point at everyone, mm-hmm. pretty much, and just be like, and it's just, <laughs> I think it's a mix of, an incredibly high teenage libido and also just like this un this mm-hmm. lack of awareness that other people matter <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. I'm, I'm in a different place mentally where i'm like oh i wouldn't feel good if someone thought that about me so maybe i won't do that that's where i am now 100 percent. 100 percent um, <laughs> you said they reminded the, the would you thing reminded me of a, a really dumb story. I'm not, I'm not going to say names. Um, but I will say, uh, 
so there was a time, Tim, you might, I don't know if you were there, uh, Tim, but we went down to Sea Isle and there were there were three people out. There were two people out on a balcony of the people that we were hanging out with. <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> this was such yeah, a yeah, good yeah. day. So, so Richie remembers this too. And I'm not going to say names, but I will say that that one of the people in this story is a, is a former guest of the show. Uh, so two people had a set of binoculars and they were, you know. <laughs> on the balcony outside of this condo that we were staying in and just looking and they were playing a game called yes or no and it was exactly what mm-hmm. sean you were alerting to uh the, the would you thing they were just looking at uh women walking on the promenade at seattle city and saying you know yes or no and uh you know they were being very discerning you know it was you know, like a 50 50 50 rate it was about what you would be doing if you were on tinder i would guess um and uh and then uh the third person uh, the guest of the show uh comes out and the other two people go hey uh blank uh we'll call him phil uh, hey phil uh you know uh do you want to do you, you want to play this game with us and phil goes yeah um but then he just goes Yes, to, to every everyone. single person. <laughs> like everyone that walked by is like, yep, yep, yep. Like not a discerning eye in the way. Just like, yeah, I'm interested. Yeah, I'd do it. Sure, why not? I'm like just just you know, the more the merrier. Why won't uh, anyone touch me? <laughs> yeah. So oh, uh, poor Phil. Good times. I love oh, Phil. Phil. I love yeah, Phil. Yeah, Phil. Phil too well though. Yeah. yeah. Phil <laughs> Yeah, Phil, Phil Phil did well for himself. Phil's a living a happy, fulfilling uh fulfilling life with a, 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 great, a, great, a great partner Aha. a great partner at this point so uh no that's all so yeah i don't know fuck mary kill whatever whatever yeah it's really, it's, uh... it's just it's late <laughs> <laughs> yeah grow up uh what is our next question sean our next question is uh should people who are still working get the next set of stimulus cash payments from uh this was from john tersich Ooh. So I I, I want to jump in on this anyway because I still I still Get don't understand the how we how we came up with this not even the stimulus but people who are applying for unemployment yes unemployment is what is it sixty percent of your normal paycheck or, or depending it, on where it, you're at it varies by so. state yeah yeah it, it depends I want to know who is losing six hundred dollars per paycheck even on unemployment because everyone I know, even people who make more than me are still making more money on unemployment with their taxes being taken out by a significant margin than if they were working. So stimulus aside, that's still the thing that I find bonkers. It's like, Let's be clear. You, you, it's six hundred a month, correct? No, for the stimulus. It's a it week. Is six, oh, it's per paycheck. It is six hundred a week. Which, if I were getting my unemployment biweekly, and it was only every two weeks, you would get the six hundred. I would be breaking even. But at this point, mm-hmm. I am making an extra twelve hundred dollars, give or take well, a, a month. To be clear, that's right now. Like if yeah, you were collecting unemployment regularly, it wouldn't be a boon. Yeah, I, correct. I, but that, I, I that's think, my point is I understand it's supposed to be like we're trying to help. And it's like, but that that's that's not helping. Helping would be a more a number that gets you even closer to reasonably what you would be bringing in, I guess. And yes, people are underpaid and there's a different cost of living and all this other stuff. But like so far. And this is going to be that like viewpoint I hate typically of people like, well, People are just going to fuck with it and not use it for what it's for. But it's like, dude, I see people buying PS4 Pros. People are just dropping fucking dough. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, you should be like holding on to this money in case you get coronavirus and end up in the hospital and your medical bills start piling up because you currently don't have health insurance. 
Yeah. Well, I yeah. think that's exactly what the fuck is happening. I think I, I think that the six hundred dollars is like the median income. So like, I think a lot of people. I think it's just like they looked at what the median income for people is. They didn't. It's just in general, not like. It, but I think in general, the people who are losing their jobs are making less money than like the upper echelons, right? So like, if you were a, like a CEO of a company, or even like not a CEO, that's too high. But you were like the VP of a, home and getting paid anyway. Yeah. So if you, but if you were like a higher up in a company, or if you were like a manager at an AMC, let's say, because we were talking about them last thing, like you're probably making a decent amount of money. You get laid off. That six hundred dollars probably isn't as much as you were making as the manager there, or like if you were running the show. But like. I think for I think you're right that for a lot of people they are making more now than they would but the fact that it's not forever I think it's it's kind of negates the argument of like well they're just going to sit around and do nothing not get a job it's like well yeah, yeah. they could do that but they're going to lose they they're not going to make that they're going to make eventually it's going to go back to what it was yeah so there is well, there is no it incentive no, but it is also uh, slightly to Tim's point. There's two acts of this this CARES Act that are sort of working against each other because you got this six hundred dollars extra money that people are getting on a month to month basis, but you've also got this paycheck protection program where small business owners are getting money uh, based on the stipulate. Okay, you're, you get X number of dollars to cover two and a half months of payroll, but you have to prove that seventy five percent of it is coming from payroll expenses, and so it's it's anecdotally at this point. But there are there are there are definitely examples of of companies who are you know got this paycheck protection program, and they go to their employees and say, hey, you know we you know we want to put you back on the payroll, you're furloughed, but we want to bring you back, and the employers are saying no, uh, you know because I'm getting this extra money from the unemployment insurance. It's not necessarily a a misguided intent. To, to pay people extra money, but it is two sides of this this bill that are sort of working against each other. The, it's like you're incentivizing people, you're trying to buoy people through the next couple of months, but also you're trying to buoy businesses, and they're they're sort of incongruous the, at this point. The like, issue with with uh, what you're saying, though, Matt, is um, if unemployment finds out that you decline to go back to work uh, without good reason, they can stop giving you unemployment. Correct. So if is it the your same employer for the needs to now? document that, yeah. and a lot of employers aren't, mm -hmm. like Martha just went back to work, and a lot of her coworkers more or less are like, "We don't feel safe," and and mm -hmm. it's an eye. It, technically, it's medical, I guess, because uh, it's optician and eye doctors and stuff like that. But they're like, mm -hmm. "We don't feel safe until we're in the yellow zone," which I I get it, but it's also your profession. Mm -hmm. Um, and more and more or less, nobody went back to work this week except for Martha and a couple other people. Yeah, well, and like day two, they sent out a notice and they're like, what the fuck is this? And they're like, it is what it is. Either you come back or yeah. we're covering our ass because we are not going to continue paying you or paying these unemployment fees because you are not coming back to work. Mm -hmm. Especially yeah. when one of those people threw a house party the day after saying she doesn't feel safe coming back to work. So. Yeah. Well, there is there. there Obviously, this is an imperfect system, but I I also think that the money that the like the extra money is kind of a buffer for the they assumed there would be so many people collecting unemployment that there would be a backlog and you would end up not getting unemployment for a certain amount of time which is true in a lot of states yeah. like there are um, a lot of states where it they took people, a month and a half exactly to so I, get money. I think they're kind of 
that extra money is kind of buffering that. So like you will be completely fucked for a month and a half, but at least at when you do get it, you'll have that extra money to kind of cover the loss of the month and a half when you were without wages. Regardless of that, that's a whole can of worms. Yeah, and it's also not the question that was asked. So I'm sorry for immediately derailing this. That's fine. Mm. Because but the question to remind us, because I think I asked it like ten minutes ago, was I definitely forgot. (laughs) Should people who are still working get the next set of stimulus cash payments? And I would argue no. Um, but I think that's also like I I think it can act as for essential employees making just about minimum wage, it can act as kind of a hazard pay that they're not getting, right? So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah. No, I'm inclined to agree that I would say no for, but you're right. A lot, a lot of essential employees, not my company. Yes, Mm -hmm. we are considered essential employees, but in comparison to most of the essential field and their pay grade, they're they're better off than they like to think, mm-hmm. uh, myself included. So I don't I, think that people like us, even working from home, should get another stimulus. I think no. hazard pay is not being paid out. Yeah, um, I think I think that it it's just the government understanding that bureaucracy is would take it would take too long to parse it out, and people need the money now. Give it to everybody. I agree. It would. I think it would cost less money and will have a less of an impact on the economy if you just give it to everybody and take the loss on people like me and Mary who don't like obviously getting an extra whatever $1200 is great. You know, we don't make a ton of money, so like getting extra money is great, but we don't need it. We're fine. We both still have our jobs. We're doing great. But like I think I think it's just kind of a numbers game where it's like you give it to everybody, the majority of people need it. So, kind of, I I took mine and I threw it at my student loan. So it's like I, yeah. I will see that benefit in like a couple of years. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I, if if I hadn't gotten laid off, I would have used mine towards credit cards or loans and and things like that. But at the moment, even the extra six hundred I'm getting a week through unemployment, everything I'm getting, like I I will admit, I order out and I I order food more often than i would if i weren't getting this extra money but what a monster a majority of the money and i would say probably 80 percent or more that i've been getting through unemployment is just sitting in my bank account for just in case i know I, this isn't going to last forever it's through july through june i believe so at the end of june if i don't have a job i'm back down to 494 and that's it and not the extra 600 Mm-hmm. So then I, I and I'm also out of health insurance. So this extra money is helping me cover health insurance and any additional expenses that I can't afford with that with 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 um, mm-hmm. just base unemployment. Hopefully I'll have a job by then because I really don't like sitting around not doing anything. And this additional six hundred is taxable. They just don't take taxes out of it. There's a way to do that, but I'm really not sure how. Mm-hmm. Wait, is it a taxable form of income? Yeah, uh, from what I hear, come uh, income tax time, I'm gonna have to pay taxes on this extra money because, mm. it, like the the my base unemployment takes ten percent taxes out, but this additional money doesn't take any taxes out. Mm. And mm-hmm. the twelve hundred stimulus that we got, from what I hear, was not taxable. And yes, I believe everyone 
should get that again if they do another additional twelve hundred dollars per person. And so I is that think- also going to be a more or less of a prepayment of your taxes for next year? Because isn't that what the current stimulus is? Is this is more or less a prepayment of potential earnings from next I, year? I think that was. I think that was a that was something that was circulating. I, I don't think that's actually no, the it's case. The, like okay. the, the twelve hundred that we got is is not a prepayment. Like you will be getting your full tax return come next year. Yeah, I think it's just mm-hmm. I. I honestly i I don't know that morally we need it, but I think just logistically it doesn't make sense to not do it this way. Yeah, I think there's too many people. There's too many different circumstances. It it's would take just, too long and be not beneficial. If yeah, we try to parse we, it out. I yeah. people people need it now. I think you just kind of have to deal with the fact that you're going to get people like me, or people like you know you're going to get you're going to get CEO CEOs getting twelve hundred dollars, and they don't need it. But like maybe they'll donate. And then it they're going to gonna ask people to donate to help out their employees. <laughs> yeah, what I mean, it's it sucks, but I think it's the best way that we have quickly to help people who are really hurting because you know it, it is a very rough situation for people yeah. monetarily it sucks there's not an easy way to do no. it <laughs> no not at all mm-hmm. there's a reason it's unprecedented i mean like uh yeah i mean it's you know there's not necessarily the most effective way like the ppp was one way to to get money to the small business owners who needed it um but they it was a bizarre system because you could qualify for a loan of up to ten million dollars, and so a business that had a payroll of four million dollars qualified for the same loan as a business whose payroll is like two thousand mm-hmm. dollars a month. So it's a strange system where you know you, you get the companies who you know big companies who who have CPAs and have accountants can submit financial documents very quickly and soak up a lot of that money before mom and pop shops can. So, uh, you know, but but as far as the straight up stimulus money goes, yeah, I mean, I, I genuinely don't know. I mean, it would be it, I'd be foolish to say, yes, this is definitely the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like the only rational way of going about it if you're trying to stimulate the economy, but you're not really trying to stimulate the economy. You're just trying to save people. Yeah, like, this isn't like the stimulus from 08 where you're trying to get people to like go out and spend anymore because you're telling people don't go out. Yeah. Uh, so is, this is purely for what Rich is doing, which is to hold off in the event of you know the worst case scenario to have this money available if need be to, to cover expenses and everything like that once the benefits run out. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. As far as like, giving it directly to people who are currently working, uh, stimulus money. I no, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, this is just one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Situations where, as, as the if you if you're lucky enough to have a job, the way that several people are, you sort of suck it up and be like, "Hey, listen, this is the way I'm contributing is by continuing to go to my job, continuing to log the hours, mm-hmm. punch the clock, make my paycheck." Uh, you know, and and there are other benefits that you might qualify for. You might qualify for that one time stimulus payment that they made a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know, the twelve hundred bucks uh per per household or per individual it's per individual. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. So and and then um. Or you might qualify for, you know, student loan, the the interest deferment, the the interest forbearance. So, you know, there's there's other ways that you'll quote unquote benefit from this, yeah. even if you're not getting a stimulus check directly because you're still logging a paycheck. Like, like I'm, I'm sure my my viewpoint might might be different if I were working, but at the moment, I'd much rather be working than getting this extra money. If I were working, I'd probably turn and be like, I wish I was getting the extra money, but I'd probably be like thankful that I still had a job. 
and didn't really have to worry about things that much. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, any other thoughts? Mm-hmm. No, COVID I think, uh, sucks. It, it does. does. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I think we can uh, move on to the next question, Sean. Yes, we can. The next question is. How do you feel about corporations running ad campaigns focused on the coronavirus? For example, all the GD car commercials offering the same deals they always offer, but claiming they're doing it to help. Fuck corporations, suck my knob. <laughs> so that's right, next very succinct, and I agree. Uh, I, I, it is. It's gross to me that the, those, especially the car commercials, were like, we understand it's hard buy a car it's like uh, what the fuck man like i think a better ad campaign for everyone would be for upfront them to be like this is what we're doing to help monetarily we're donating this much money to charities or this much money to our uh to to fund ppe or we've you know reallocated our resources so these factories are now uh you know manufacturing ventilators instead of freaking carburetors or whatever like that would be good i, I honestly wouldn't <clears throat> care if they were then being like uh being like go ahead like also buy a car because you know we need the money to do all this stuff but like i it it feels so gross to me that corporations are like we're here to help but it's like no you're not yeah but I, I saw i saw somebody post this earlier this week i can't remember who it was but it's uh the fact that all of these corporations are releasing ads saying we're so thankful for all the emergency workers and we're thankful for the essential employees that are here and we're with you and then that's the end of the ad it's not like we've donated to this we're doing this it's just thank you let's throw money to an ad agency to throw a thank you psa and then do nothing about it Mm -hmm. well the the idea behind that is People were like, see, they're thankful, and then we they assume the best of these corporations, which fuck knows why. Like, yeah. they're probably helping out. I should throw money behind them. I support them and their good message, which is just sheeple corporate America or sheeple, sheeple capitalistic America that's just like, yay, spend money. But <laughs> – but I, I think the favorite things I've seen is there's a brewery or a distillery near us, which isn't huge. It's a really small spot. It's in a really fucking weird spot that if you don't know it's there, you're never going to see it. You're never going to go. But since this, they shut down and they immediately started trying to repurpose their stuff to how can we make hand sanitizer and various other disinfectants. And they started sharing it with the local fire departments and all this other stuff. And it's like, we're closed. We wish we were open, but this is what we're doing. And if you don't already know them and don't already follow them on Facebook, you're never going to see that. But like, these are the kind of companies that they're, they're, they're not making money. They're donating this stuff. Some of them, some of them are like, Hey, we've helped make this. I know this is hard to get. You can buy it. But it's like the, the, the small companies are doing the important things. And people are just like, eh, fuck it. And the corporations are just lip service. People are like, let's buy a truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Capitalism is getting on my nerves lately. <laughs> this That's the thing about this virus. It doesn't has shown how shitty our capitalists, if you haven't already noticed, at least prior to this, how shitty the capitalist society that we live in actually is. Like, it, 
Yeah, it's just it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. The, the the company's doing ads and everything. I mean, I don't know. They, they got to put out a message of some sort. I, I do think it's weird to open up your inbox and be like, you know, we at Ruth's Chris are thinking about you during this trying time. Uh, there, there's questions uh, answers that I don't think Ruth's Chris is uh, ready to provide for me right now. Um, you know, it's you know. The, the PR people got to eat too. Uh, you know, the, the, the people who do the social media campaigning, who run their, their, their Twitter accounts, who run their, their mail blasts and everything, they got to eat too. They got to say something, uh, you know? So I, I don't know. It's just sort of a nothing to me. It's, it's sort of, the, 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 it's, it's expected, I guess, you yeah. know, they're going to, they're not going to say nothing, you know, nobody's going to drop off the planet. You know, if, if Kurt's rent a car, uh, wants to send me an email, you know, they're going to send me an email. It's just, you know, they're, they're going to react to whatever it is. And now because the only news that's happening is Corona, this happens to be the thing that they're going to communicate about. So, yeah, you know, this is what it is. You know, it's, it's sort of, and what are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. What do you, I mean, listen, what can you say? Uh, that's, that's about all I got on yeah. that one. It's sort of a, you know, it happens. Yeah. It, it's there and yeah. you know, whatever. I, I, I also watch a ton of like live television anymore, so it's not really Yeah, uh, I, I think it's just sports. It's it's not benign isn't the right word, but it's just like it's just there. And it's just like I look at it, I'm like, that's gross, and then I move on. I can't that's so much more important so many more important things are going on right now that like me being like Jeep being sh- like shilly and corporate is like, okay, yeah, but people are dying. So I feel right. I don't feel great about it, but uh, what are you gonna do? They're part for the course, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, put your hands up in the air and just be like, yeah, you know, it happens. <laughs> That's just how it is. That's way it goes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any other thoughts, or shall we move we, on? We can move on. Next. We can move on. Yeah. Uh, what the do you, brands? <laughs> what do you put in your chili? Oh, chili, chickpeas. Mm. Oh, chickpeas. If I'm making vegetarian chili, it's chickpeas. Uh, other kinds of beans and um, sweet potatoes. Nice. What? Sweet potatoes I haven't done in them before. But oh. I put sweet potatoes in curry. Oh yeah, not in chili. Sweet potatoes in vegetarian chili. It is so good. I'll have to share you guys a recipe. Rich, you're I'm, fired for making chili. <laughs> I am not a wow. sweet potato fan, but I love this chili that I make. I, I got the recipe online. It is a high protein vegetarian chili with like chickpeas, a handful of other beans. And sweet potatoes. And I'm just like, really? And it is delicious. All right, kids, pencils down. I'm going to tell you how to do this. <laughs> so, uh, so take the, took this recipe from, uh, from what my wife showed me years ago. I, I never really made chili until I started uh, dating Jenna, and she showed me a chili recipe that she does. So here we go. Ground turkey. That's the way to go with a nice lean meat. Absolutely. You want to go like 90%. You want to go 90%. You don't want to go too lean. You don't want to go 99% because then when you saute the turkey, it's going to get all dried out and chewy and shit. You want like 90, 95% lean turkey. And then you put in there uh, a <laughs> – who is doing the <laughs> – are you somebody imagining this chili? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, then, then you put <laughs> – can't concentrate anymore. Uh, then you put – uh, a can of diced tomatoes. Oh, yeah. Then you put a can of tomato paste. Mm. Then you put a can of tomato soup. That's enough tomato. No more tomato at that point. Then the beans. One can of black beans. 
one can of red kidney beans, one can of cannellini beans, and one can of garbanzo beans. You put it all in there. It's great. Then the secret ingredient. She told me about this. Mexicorn. Not just any corn. Mexicorn with a little like red and green uh, chilies in it. It's great. Excellent. Absolute <laughs> great topper. Uh, you put all that in there. I'm trying to think if I'm forgetting anything. You put onion, uh, garlic, obviously, like 15 pounds of garlic, roughly, uh, based on our last episode. Uh, and uh, and then you, you let it simmer in the crock pot for about eight hours. Uh, but before then. When you're wrapping it all up, if you need a little bit more liquid, don't put any more tomato in it. Can of beer. Ooh. Put a can of beer in it. Delicious. Like, Absolutely the way you like do it. Like a lager or an IPA or? Eh, you want something lighter. You, you don't want like a super heavy thing to, to weigh it down. So like Yingling uh, Light. Honestly, Bud Light. Don't, don't, don't waste a Yingling Light on chili. But Bud Light will, <laughs> will, will lighten it up just enough. Give it a, a little bit of that, that bite that you want. Uh, and then at the end, uh, you put a, a quick dollop of your favorite hot sauce in it. You know, whether that's Hank's hot sauce, which is the best hot sauce, no, except no substitutes. Uh, whether you want uh, Frank's hot sauce or, you know, Sriracha, something like that. What's that one you from know, the you can, Offspring? You can Gring, oh yeah, the Gringo Bandito. Yeah, Gringo uh, Bandito. Oh my god, I haven't had that in so long. What a great hot sauce. Uh, Dexter Holland from the Offspring makes his own hot sauce and it's banging. It's clutch. Uh, put that in there uh that's that's it that's that's the recipe uh you can make substitutions you know put more beans in there if you want to get rid of the meat uh put a substitute meat a beyond beef if you want to but uh but on a a straight up normal chili recipe that's the way to do it Mm. we're done anyone else with their ideal chili recipe yeah i mean i never really made chili my mom's chili was always super simple with like whatever chili seasoning she threw in a ground turkey because you got to keep it a little lean uh Mm. and kidney beans hers was always simple i think at some point Mm. either mary made a vegetarian chili or martha found a recipe for vegetarian chili for one of the new year's eve things and it had chickpeas in it Mm. i was like this is the way to go and Mm. it's it yeah but honestly if it's delicious i don't care just make it good (laughs) if it doesn't i'm being a dummy Oh, go ahead. I was going to say if it doesn't have meat in it, then it's shit. But honestly, I've had so many good vegetarian chilies that I, I can't even say that anymore. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. seasoning O'Brien. I forgot about. Now, uh, now, now, Rich, do you season yours with just a combination of spices or do you just grab uh, the, the chili seasoning packet from the store? And season uh, I, the chili I use combination. I don't, I don't get packets mm. for anything. Uh, so it's generally like chili powder, paprika, um, cumin, Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 cayenne. Um, it it depends if oh, I extra cayenne. Like that's that's usually like the vegetarian chili. It doesn't have any like chipotle peppers or anything in it. When I'm making my own like meat based chili, it does mm-hmm. have like chipotle peppers and things like that in there as well. I've done it both ways. Uh, it, you know, whatever whatever you're doing, whether you're getting uh, you know a packet or two of the the chili powder of like Ortega or something, or if you're making your own mix with the chili powder and the the paprika and the, and everything, uh, take half of it, mix it with the meat while you're sautéing it, uh, and then put the other half in the sauce. Boom, mm. boom, mm. boom is the sound that that comes out most frequently when I'm making chili. <laughs> boom, 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 like Amarillo gas. Bingo, yeah. bango, bongo. Bam, bam, boom goes the dynamite. And boom goes, and boom goes the dynamite. But frankly, what do I know? <laughs> that's just that's just how it is. Yeah, that is 
just how it is. Any other thoughts on chili? What you put in your chili? Mary always makes the chili, so I don't know what goes in my chili. Except I do know that Mm. it is smoked smoked paprika. That's the kind of paprika Mm. you got to put in there. Smoked. Yeah, I just know it's three times three kinds of beans. It doesn't really matter which kinds. Uh, A can of crushed tomatoes, Beyond Beef, and then a bunch of spices that Mary does herself that I don't understand. (laughs) <laughs> also sometimes corn because sometimes you need a little bit of sweetness and that's nice I love corn, corn is a great I addition. love corn in my uh, vegetarian chili at least I love my I love corn in every chili every chili yeah. uh, alright what do we got next Sean uh, how often does your family eat together growing up and now mm, generally weekly usually either like Saturdays or Mondays Oh, also, this was the last question. Spoiler <laughs> <laughs> right. alert. It's a final question. Yeah. On the second session, we got to do another one. <laughs> it's going to be beer. Uh, but yeah, I we usually, um, uh, unfortunately, even during COVID, uh, get together about once a week. Uh, I don't during COVID, but when not during COVID, we usually get together about once a week. Like I said, usually on Saturdays or on Mondays, and my mom cooks. Hmm. Okay. Um, I feel it's kind of spread out, so we don't <laughs> really do it that often. Uh, I also lied. There were two more questions. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> I'm, 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 I'm a fucking mess. I'm a fucking mess. <laughs> you know, I, I was looking at the questions. Am I asking questions? We've been going for like 45 minutes. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> 20 sorry. minutes on me derailing the second question. <laughs> yeah. I'm like question two. Uh, yeah, we, we don't eat that often. Like it's, it's just we're a little bit too spread out. You know, my mother lives in, in Kentucky. My, my father lives in Kennett Square, PA. Uh, you know, I got family mostly in the area, but like all with it, like I, I'm at a given point, I'm an hour away from every member of my family at minimum. Mm-hmm. So it, it, we don't really, we don't have that that often. We do have a family Zoom call that we're doing every week now that uh, that COVID's broken out, but uh, not really, not really like a big family dinner kind of thing, at least on a weekly or bi week or bi monthly basis, semi monthly. Yeah. What about bad. your at home family? Like you and Jenna. Oh, How often do you and oh Jenna boy. eat together? Like never. I mean, not because we don't want to. <laughs> uh, but but it's weird because for, for about a year and a half, I worked a schedule where I worked four days a week from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. So I'd get home by like 8 o'clock at night at the earliest. Mm-hmm. And so by then, she had already eaten. Uh, so for us, uh, before COVID broke out, Maybe like once a week, <laughs> uh, just because of the way our schedules worked out. And of course, when I finally switched to a normal schedule was when uh, the world ended. So uh, so things have changed from that. So maybe like once a week, uh, you know, we'll go out or yeah. what we typically do is on the weekends, if we're just hanging out by the two of us, you know, I'll cook food throughout the weekend and we'll just eat while we're doing stuff around the house, you know, getting stuff done, things like that. Mm. Never-ending supply of food just coming from the kitchen. <laughs> me in there, every tool at my disposal. Uh, Sean, what about you guys? Uh, well, my family growing up, we ate every meal together, or no, every dinner together. We ate dinner together mm-hmm. every single night. Yeah. Um, and then now, I would say 
all of them. we we still eat dinner together. It's it's a little bit less like when I was a kid, we would all you know gather around the dinner table, eat dinner together, and now it's a it's a little bit less structured like that. But we all like when it's dinner time, we all come down, we all eat dinner, and it's just like less around the dinner table and more like we're just wherever we can find space. And so, and we're also eating a little bit earlier because Alice has to eat with us and she has an early bedtime. What about like your extended family, like with your parents or your brothers and sisters and such? Never. Uh, I, it's it's similar to Matt. Like they, we just don't live near each other. So mm-hmm. we sometimes for like holidays and stuff, but with ex- my extended family, we just don't, it's just like just Thanksgiving or whatever. We just don't eat together that often. We and because my my family lives up in Philly, and it's like it's 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 a little bit too far to justify just going for dinner, you know. Yeah, I, I've I've made that drive up that way, and it, it's not that close to where it's like making that on a weekly basis is unfortunately really that worth it. Yeah, it's a lot, and yeah. uh, and also like I don't know, that's not that's not who we are as a family. Like we all have our stuff going on and we get together for the important stuff. And also, you know, all my siblings are older now and have moved away. So it's not, we're just not centralized like we used to be. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. about Tim? I don't think you've answered yet. Have you? Oh, fuck. I was hoping we would just forget that I exist. <laughs> you know, uh, just me and Martha, we, we always eat together. Uh, unless I'm like recording and I shove food in my face and then I come in here and she eats out there. But even then, normally she's already home. Um, but it's it, like Sean, it's less the traditional, let's get around the dinner table. Especially since there's two people and we always sit on the same type of side of the table, but that's besides the point. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> when yeah. when Martha moved in, she's like, "We are always eating at the dinner table. We're never eating at the couch." And I'm like, "Okay." But now it's just like we eat dinner. <laughs> that was it's a like every seventy two hours. <laughs> <laughs> when we eat dinner, it's like, "So are we watching elementary? Are we watching something else? Like, what are we gonna watch tonight?" And it's it's just comfortable. It's cozy, and but we're still keeping everything clean. As far as extended family, uh, our parents don't live that far from us. Uh, Her parents are probably the furthest at like half an hour. Still not terribly far. Uh, Pre-COVID, we would still see them at church regularly, but meals... Listen, I'm an antisocial fuck. (laughs) So I, I don't like going places. So maybe once a month we do dinner with somebody's family. Um, either we go there or they come to us. Uh, and even my parents only live like 15 minutes away. And it's just like, listen, I've lived with you guys my entire life. Let me have my freedom. (laughs) Um, and then growing up, it was just like, yeah, dinner every night, everybody around the table. And then some of us started going to boarding school and that was no longer an option. And then people got married and moved away. And it was just like, eh. There's uh there's no shame in that. Every every family is different. My family just <laughs> even when I'm even when I was growing up, my grandparents had my parents and our family over once a week. Like it's just a thing that was always in my family, like a once a week type of thing. So it's mm-hmm. just it's normal to me. It might not be normal to other people though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, everybody's got something different and and nowadays, you know, it's 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 a challenge to get everybody in the same room for a meal. So yeah. it's nice that you have a set amount, of, set time every night or a set time every week where you get together. So 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's just Food, what are you do? What are I you? Do, I do gonna think there is do? there is value in eating together and having that moment to kind of chill all at I once. Agree. And but, having uh, that yeah. connection, and so you're not losing touch with your family. Be like, oh shit, I didn't yeah. know you've been doing this thing for weeks. Yeah, I think it's a little yeah. bit different when it's just the two. When it's just like you look with you and Jenna, like it's a little bit different because it's just you have other times to hang out. But I think when it's, mm. especially when it's like a full like with my when I was growing up, it was my parents and then the four of us kids, and so we were all always doing our own thing. So having a set time when you could just be like, here's the time when the six of us are going to get together. That's four good. kids. I thought you only had one sister. Uh, yes. Oh, that's true. I was I was thinking about one of my dogs. Yeah, uh, I mean, dogs are family. That counts. That counts. That's fair. It's a shame you don't yeah. have another sister. It's, that it's, dog would probably like to play. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I wish I had two sisters, but what can you do? What are you going to do? It's a bummer. Absolute bummer. <laughs> you hate to see it. Uh, uh, that's how it is. What's our last question? Uh, the next question, the penultimate question. Are we? I was going to say, I don't think this is the last question. <laughs> I don't know. I, I forgot that Sean said we had like 16 questions. Yeah, after. I'm just a, I, don't know, said we had I don't know what happened. It just was displaying weird. It looked like the last question. Later. It happens. Uh, what are so you going to do? If, <laughs> this question uh, submitted by Molly Craig. If Bill Nye and Bob Ross had to climb into Mecca's and save the world, what threat are they saving the world from? Bill Nye and Bob Ross. Bill Nye into Mechas or Mechs? It's it's Mechas, but it's it's the same thing. Yeah, it's Mechs. So if they, if it was like a Gundam wing, oh no! Well, hold on, because when you say Mecca, and I don't see the word in front of me, I'm thinking like I'm traveling to Mecca. (laughs) Oh no, no, no! Like like some my my annual pilgrimage. so, So here's here's the scenario that we have presented to us in some sort of Gundam Gundam wing. Neon Genesis Evangelion situation. There are giant robots, and uh, Bill Nye and Bob Ross have to enter these robots and save the world from something. What is that something? Um, hmm. So it is a David Brooks from the New York Times. So it is. It is a uh, creature made scientifically that is an unhappy accident. Oh, no. That <laughs> an unhappy uh, accident. Yeah. No. That, that Bob Ross is there to try to turn into a happy little accident. Mm. Uh, he'll fight it. You but, smile. Exactly. And then Bill Nye is there to uh, scientifically deduce and figure out its weakness to uh, weaken it or defeat it. In some form, mm. so it's a yeah, it's a scientific accident, an unhappy accident. Yes, mm. I love it. I love that answer. Mm. I can't <laughs> add anything to it. That's so good. <laughs> Thank mm. you. Thank you. I'll be I'll be here all night. <laughs> GM, yeah, I, I got nothing. I have no creative answer for this yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean. Ah, boy, uh, try the cross section of Bill Nye and uh, Bob Ross targets is uh, limited. So, yeah, I, 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 I couldn't begin to tell you. Uh, you know, murder hornets, murder hornets. They're going against the murder hornet. 
That sounds like a good. He's going to make because Bob Ross wants to make them a happy, happy little bees again, happy little helper bees. Uh, he wants to save the bees, and uh, and Bill Nye is like, I'm going to fucking kill these murder hornets. Like, yeah, yeah I'm just going to blow them up. They're an invasive Done. species. Got to get them out of here. I, I picture them uh, being. More than a, I picture them they're being like a colonizing the species. They're going to own the country in like two years. <laughs> I picture them being in a Jaeger from Pacific Rim. And just like Bob Roth's trying to be like, you just got to feel it and like be happy. And Bill Nye just being like, no, you got to do this. This is like the most efficient way and blah, 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 blah. And then the Jaeger just stops moving and they get cut in half and be like, oh, no. (laughs) Not Bob and Bill. Mr. Bill. Oh no. This is great because we have a coworker named Bill and every time Molly sees him, she goes, Bill, 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 and he just doesn't care. <laughs> like, come on, like notice the joke. I love this question, mm-hmm. but I'm it's it they're so disparate. <laughs> <laughs> so to put them both they're they're fighting for different things bob ross is 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 a happy accident dude bill nye is saving the environment from idiots who don't believe in uh global uh in climate change so bill nye is saving fire. bill nye is saving the world from stupidity yes. so if anything it would be a stupid unhappy accident that they're combining to fight they have to they have to be yes. doing this yes yes all right, so Bob Ross, they're happy accidents. Bill Nye, yeah, they're happy because they're fucking ingrates. <laughs> the math. ignorant masses. Can't even do math. Ah. All right, ready to roll to the left. This is actually the last this question. This is actually the final question, I promise. Okay. Maybe. The final give question. Give another email. <laughs> Listen, guys, it's late. <laughs> I'm tired. So, this is from Jacob. Since no sports are happening right now, what would you like to be shown on ESPN? Highlights of Woody Page being awesome. (laughs) Just all all clips of Woody Page, all of his background chalkboard writings. uh, That's all I want. Just 24 hours of Woody Page. Is that his name? I feel like I'm drunk that. enough that I'm getting the name. No, no, it's Woody Page. All right, it's definitely Woody Page. I, I wanna, I wanna go along the same uh, path as Tim, but go uh, 24 hours of the best of John Madden. So we get about two play explanations during that. Um, <laughs> it's it, it would be either that or the 08 um, full World Series. Mm, that'd be good. Yes. That'd be nice. Yeah. Well, I think I think ESPN should just start showing like esports or something, like something that people can still do. Honestly, I or just the show. It's every- interesting. The, the the NBA has had its own esports league, and they've had a representative from every team play NBA Two K against each other, and so. They played out the rest of the regular season and uh, Matisse Thibel from the Sixers was like, you know, they would be promoting it on NBC Sports Philly. Like, watch Matisse Thibel play video games <laughs> against Devin Booker, <laughs> oh, the, the yeah. Phoenix Suns. And you just, you know, and you just watch the two of them play 2K and talk trash to each other. And it was uh, it actually was mildly entertaining. Yeah. All things considered. Well, I, or just like, I think maybe some documentaries, some sports docs. 
It's hard because I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with them just playing reruns of old games that were good. Yeah, that's kind of what they've been doing uh, in different ways. Like they still have their their talk shows and everything, but they've aired uh, the Last Dance, which is this ten part documentary series on Michael Jordan, mm. uh, Michael Jordan's career. Uh, they're airing a very sad looking Roy Halladay documentary oh. at the end of the month uh, called uh, Imperfect that uh, that looks absolutely devastating. And I will watch every second of yeah. it. Um, Doc, Doc is one of my favorites. May 29th is when it airs and I am both ready and not ready for that thing. Yeah, I'm glad that we have all that extra toilet paper in the garage because <laughs> I'll be using that as tissues. Uh, it's going to be a rough, rough night. I was um, devastated. Yeah when yeah that i don't like i'm not super into following sports but i liked him so much yeah i don't know why mm-hmm. i was just so stoked on him he was a smart very stoic competitor uh it was sort of like the the, the you know the people call him like oh that, that guy you know that 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 uh that stand-up comedy guy that's that's a comics comic mm. uh, yeah that roy holiday was like the pitcher's pitcher like just devoted to the craft and seemed like a pretty good dude yeah uh yeah, uh, so so they'll be airing a bunch of stuff like that on ESPN. I love sports documentaries. I, I will I will eat them up every day of the week and Sunday. Uh, as far as other stuff they could air, um, I would be fine with twenty four hours of Stephen A. Smith screaming about uh, anything uh, because I've grown to appreciate Stephen A. Smith as an entertainer, uh, not as a actual sports pundit, but as somebody who can get me to be. You mean to tell me, in my day as a New York Knicks fan, this organization is the sorriest? <laughs> yeah, I can I can watch that for twenty four hours. It's great. Uh, so I, I would do the best of Stephen A. Smith, even though after like six hours, I'd be like, all right, we get it. You're angry. About stuff. But he's <laughs> such he's such a good performer. Uh, I'm fine with it. So <laughs> I, I would watch that. Bunch of screaming A. Smith. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, I would, or just like it would just I think for me, the right now, the the best ESPN would just be like what my YouTube recommendations are, where it's like, here's the Scrabble World Championship from 2014 <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, is he gonna get yeah. the kind of the, the absurd stuff? <sighs> that, the stuff that, they show on ESPN, the Ocho. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say it's all the Ocho stuff. Yeah, the arm wrestling tournaments, spelling bees, yeah. crosswords, the yeah, the uh, cornhole pro am uh, college invitational. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the cornhole pro am. Yeah, t- Tony Romo versus you know, whoever the the best cornhole player in the country is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the world number one ranked cornhole player. Yeah. Uh, there's golf coming back, though. There's actual legit, mm-hmm. uh, honest to God, golf this weekend. Well, that makes Which, sense. Yeah, it makes sense. And I've honestly considered going out golfing since they've opened them up back up. Like, you're not near anybody when you golf. No, especially yeah. at like a, a private real golf course, you have tee times and stuff. So you're not even, you shouldn't even be in danger of seeing anybody. I've been, um, going to play froth at like i've been waking up at 5 45 going out and there's nobody there and it's just me alone and so it is very nice yeah right now mm-hmm. i was gonna ask you guys if you wanted to go golf but at the same time i'm like i don't know if i want to deal with trying to go into jersey and then come back into pennsylvania and some asshole copying a douche so mm-hmm. no non-essential travel yeah <laughs> it's Some essential that. that i see my bros it's a very yeah. This is a vital vital service that uh, that we're all providing for each other. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, when the golf courses opened up, that was uh, every sports columnist that I that I follow on uh, on Twitter was like that was their column for the week. They they've been trying to like you know manifest up some sports columns over the last couple of weeks but when golf came back every single one of them had a column that was like my first experience golfing since the pandemic and it was just you know 800 words on it was weird and <laughs> i hit a ball so uh yeah it's, it, that was a, a boon for the local sports writing community any other thoughts on what they should air on espn these days mm, maybe cartoons mm-hmm. Just yeah, sure. Cartoons. Like Speed Racer or yeah. Prince of Tennis. <laughs> yeah. or the, the Mighty Ducks cartoon <laughs> from One Saturday yeah. Morning. Or yeah, any uh, yeah. Any of the anime right sports there. cartoons. Yeah, so that volleyball one. <laughs> there's, there's that volleyball one, that baseball one, that football <laughs> one. There's the rugby one. That one's actually pretty good. Uh Ooh, that rugby one. Oh, the sumo was, wrestling one. That's a good one. I was gonna say there was a baking one, but that should be on Food Network. Uh oh oh! I went to the wrong one because the one I thought of should not be on public consumption TV. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway, that's just that's just. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? That's honestly just the way it goes. <laughs> you know. Uh, this, that's it, Sean. We got all the questions done, right? We did. Truly, it. we did. I promise. Are we you truly. sure? Should you double Except check for these three questions? <laughs> no, that was right. I'm so <laughs> sitting on the email. I. Remember when I had all of the questions and I did such a good job? Let's remember that. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. No, I remember that. Yeah. Doesn't ring a bell. Doesn't ring a bell. I have a take. Does anyone else have a take that they want to give? No, I'm prepared. You told me it's going to make somebody angry. It's going to make a lot of people next angry. round. Ooh, Tim's got a take. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Here's my take. <sighs> I can't believe I'm really doing this. Uh, so this is uh, an episode of the Kaz's Corner. All dog dog owners have an inferiority complex, and here are the reasons why and how. You're already so, right. Go fuck yourself. So, Tim, I'm going to need you to shut the fuck up while I give this very important and correct take. Why do dog owners have an inferiority complex? Well, it's you know, it's it, what's where's the proof? You know, what's what's the what's the action that they're taking? It's listen, especially when it comes to you know the dog versus cat debate. Uh, it's the desire. Yeah, listen, if you want to have a dog, you want an animal that you can train. You got to train your dog. You got to command your dog. You can tell him to do things: command, sit, stay, stand, do whatever. You must have dominion over your dog. You need an animal that's subservient to you. You insecure motherfucker. (laughs) Uh, If you have a cat, you have no control over your cat. The cat sees you as an equal. If anything, the cat sees you as subservient to it. At the best case scenario, your cat sees you as a partner, an equal in life. Somebody who's confident in themselves, somebody who is rock solid and and on the inside is is fine with owning a cat. Whereas dog owners need to have somebody that they can boss around. Now, proof of this? Yeah, Listen. Where's the proof that dog owners are actually a bunch of uh, insecure, uh, tiny dick morons? Uh, (laughs) Now, how many jokes are there about how much cats suck, about how much cat owners are weird and cat owners are are creepy and there's crazy cat ladies and, oh, boy, cats, they just skeeve me out and everything like that. Uh, Yeah, there's millions of them. You can look up – there's a billion jokes about how how bad cats are and how how weird cat owners are. How many jokes are there about dog owners? And dogs and things like that. Not, not, not as many, not considerably less. Do you think 
That's because there are no jokes to make about owning a dog. <laughs> Do you think that that's because cat owners are sitting there going, I can't think of a single flaw with owning an animal that uh, runs around, that slobbers everywhere, uh, that I need to train, unlike my cat, or I can just, you know, plop in a box of sand and they shit right there. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's absolutely millions of things that cat owners could say about dog owners and they don't you know why because they're happy and content with the choice of animal that they have chosen to domesticate dog owners feel the need to continuously validate their decision to own a dog and therefore thousands of jokes about how cat owners are weird and bizarre and things like that my last point my last point on this and this is this is uh you know i don't want to get into this necessarily but what what are the top jobs that dogs have? Yeah, sure. Listen, there's 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 a there's assistant dogs, there's seeing eye dogs, there's there's uh there's partner dogs, there's comfort dogs. But what are the top two jobs based on your experience in life, uh, going to the airport, watching television? What are the top two dog cho- uh, jobs? The first one, canine or drug sniffing dog. And the second one is guard dog for rich people with sprawling estates. <laughs> there's only one conclusion I can draw from that. The do- dogs are cops. Dogs are perpetuating the drug war and dogs are slaves of the 1% and the preferred pet of the insecure tiny dick upper class. Join the resistance. Get a cat. So, Matt, has this whole thing been you coming out as a sub because you like being put down by your cats? Ah, uh, see, yeah, this is this is exactly what I'm talking about here. This is the, this is the exact kind of behavior, the exact kind of action and the exact kind of wording I'd expect out of a dog owner, Tim. I don't own a dog. <sighs> yeah okay you've never owned a dog i understand <sighs> yeah this is this is completely out of nowhere listen man i get it i get it i get <sighs> it i understand i know i i, I absolutely understand where where your your heart and your mind are and you know it, it's it's gonna be hard for you to come to grips with the fact that i'm correct about this listen, but i i hope that you will at some listen, point listen i love cats i love how aloof they are i like that you have to work for some affection from them i truly mm-hmm. do I am allergic mm-hmm. to them, mm-hmm. but I also love how unconditionally my dogs mm-hmm. love everything that I do, regardless <laughs> of how stupid I am. Also, I think there is something to be said about feeling sick, being in a blanket, and then your dog just coming up and snuggling with you as though mm-hmm. he or she knows that you're feeling bad and just wants to be there for you. I'm about mm-hmm. it. I love it. I don't care if my dog doesn't actually love me because it seems like it, like they do. And that's all that matters. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. I need, no, listen, I need constant validation. <laughs> I get it. Mm-hmm. I'm amazing. Everyone tells me. <laughs> even especially if you're my dog. your dog. Even if you're crying and it's kissing you and you're like, oh, it's kissing me because it loves me. And it's just like, your mm-hmm. tears are delicious. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Let me be. Okay. Let me live in my delusion. I am very happy to hear that you guys are continuing to feed into my central point uh, <laughs> of this whole argument. Uh, listen, I, there are plenty of great things about owning a dog, and you know who's the first one to tell you about it? Dog owners. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got, man. As as a, central point as a previous owner of both cats and dogs, mm-hmm. I would like to say that. Um, I agree with Sean in the fact that I do love the affection that the dogs give me when like I'm not in a good place or and and they need to love and they come over and they love me and they love everything I do. Whereas if I go to my cat and try to pet it and be like, 
I need snuggles and I need pet to just do something nice. And I just get a, a swat at from its paw because mm-hmm. it's an angry asshole. Mm-hmm. And I, I wouldn't, I, I just, I wouldn't agree with what you're saying. And I didn't expect you to, Rich. Listen, like this is this is a controversial opinion. Uh, this is this is you know this is One a. Might a, even say a hot take. I might even take. say it's a hot take. I, let me ask you this, Rich. Let's say you want a piece of pie. Uh huh. You say, "Oh my God, this is the best piece of pie," and you come to me and say, "Matt." Jesus Christ, please just give me a piece of this pie. And I say, no, this is not a euphemism, by the way. And I say, <laughs> this is not, you can't have this pie and until you do X, Y, and Z. Uh, will you cherish that pie more if you worked and did X, Y, and Z, or if I just gave you pie every single day for 30 days, no matter what? You would cherish the pie that you had to work for. In the same way, you have to work for the affection of your cat. You aren't just handed affection on a silver platter with your cat because your cat is an equal, and you're okay with that because you're confident in yourself, and you have no issues with your, your acquisition of a cat. Whereas with a dog, you need that constant validation. The dog is always there. The dog is just going to be, oh, yeah, my God, I love you so much. This is great. There are great things about dogs. I am just saying there is a particular type of personality that buys into that dog behavior. See, I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. That's the sound of a hammer dropping, by the way. That silence everybody's hearing right now. That's the sound of everybody realizing that I'm right. Listen. I don't I don't disagree with you that dog owners need a lot more validation than cat owners. I will say I will say that I agree that I think that the people shitting on cats in that like joke like, oh cats are so aloof, whatever, cats don't give a shit about you. I find that I, I think that's a cold that is a cold take. I think it's just you know, it's just they love you different ways, right? <laughs> it's sometimes some some people love you right in your face and will not let not not step away from you even when you want some space. And some people will give you too much space, and you're like, "Hey, but I mm-hmm. please let me pet you <laughs> just one time." Listen, I, listen I, I appreciate the very valid and and uh, legitimate and serious counter arguments that are coming to this take. Where, by the way, I also said that. Dogs are perpetuating the drug war. Nobody has said anything about that part of my take. Like, <laughs> oh man, listen, that's all. The dogs are. I, I, it's dogs the, are cops. Dogs of the opioid crisis is what yeah, how, how many cats in the canine? Dogs are opioid and they get stopped early. That's all. Mm. <laughs> they want to get as high as the rest of us. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. They're the uh, the junkie that joins the uh, the drug busting force. <laughs> uh, you think you can start coke? Look at my nose. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's all I had. Uh, any other, uh, any other that was a terrible joke. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Matt, where could uh, they find all your your bad dog takes? Oh, my great dog Tates can be found at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. What about you, Rich? Where are you on Twitter? At B underscore Walnuts. How about you, Sean? At Hey, it's S-O-B. And you, Tim? At Tim R. Hansen. Uh, I've had that dog take, by the way, for like six weeks. Now I'm just waiting for the right time to scream at you guys. Uh, the podcast is uh, available on Twitter at brose underscore podcast or on Facebook at brose podcast. Uh, the podcast can be listened to on every major podcasting platform and podcast aggregator, including but not limited to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. And if you have a question you want us to answer on the show, 
email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Special thanks as always to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions. Shannon Vogel for designing our world famous logo. Uh, her work can be found on Etsy.com and at Shannon Vogel Photography on Facebook. And our theme music is When by Stephen Siebert. And you can listen to his music at the Free Music Archive. Rich, what's going on with PodQuest? Uh, check out PodQuest, a uh, nerdy uh, roundtable where we talk about the news and stuff. Um, I don't really know if anything new is coming out uh, prior to the release of this week's episode. So just come and listen to me talk about uh, some more Kingdom Hearts, as well as just whatever happened this week. If you're interested in a periodic podcast that talks about a subject that's currently not happening, listen to the Keystone Coast to Coast <laughs> podcast, a sports podcast uh, hosted by me, my buddy Eddie Provident. We talk about normally uh, Pennsylvania-based sports, Philly, Pittsburgh, rivalries, things like that, but without – any sports going on uh we've been going into some some old-timey debates that's why i've realized like even without sports on and i miss sports dearly sports provides so many like bar bar debates and like you know the random like what ifs and and arguments and things like that you can talk about sports forever even if we never played another game for the rest of our lives and so we've gone and and, and discussed uh you know our favorite players from every football team from every nfl team and every nhl team uh and uh shortly uh we believe we will be putting out an episode with our favorite uh, NBA and MLB players from every team uh, in those leagues. And Tim, you've got uh, something very special that you want to plug for us as well, I believe, correct? Oh, you remembered me this time. <laughs> I only took a, a direct, hey, Matt, remember this. So I'm plugging the Getting Saucy with Parker B, the lovely little happy little dude who is suffering from TSC, which is tuberous sclerosis complex. Uh, rare genetic uh, disease that causes numerous growths in more or less random parts of the body. But we are doing a fundraiser hot one style in lieu of the COVID issues and social distancing uh, regulations. Uh, so as of this episode, I will probably have already melted my face off with my good buddy Dave Hendrickson. But tonight, May 26th. <laughs> In the future, from now, but while you're listening to this, hopefully tonight at 7 p.m., mm -hmm. uh, there will be one stream of another contestant, and then May 28th, another stream, and then May 29th, another stream. Uh, so we're just going to keep rolling, try to raise money for this uh, relatively rare genetic disease that doesn't have a lot of research funding. We've been having great interaction on the different shows or different streams. We've raised quite a bit of money, but the more money that we can raise for this disease, that is just a, uh, I want to say metaphorical ticking time bomb, but it, it's, you never know when it's going to go off and you never know how bad it's going to be when it acts up. So get, get out there, watch, bust some balls, donate some money, or don't bust balls and also donate money or don't donate money and just share the news. Uh, it'll be up on my Facebook and on my Twitter. So getting saucy with parker mm -hmm. b great little dude uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna shatter the illusion that we record these podcasts every week uh so tim about an hour ago when we finished wrapping up uh episode 29 one i believe uh, within since the end of the last episode that we recorded up until now we, the, the the fund has already raised another thousand dollars uh they're up to twenty one thousand eight hundred thirty three i've been keeping an eye on this on facebook uh absolutely phenomenal uh performance uh they're, they're, they're they've raised the goal up to thirty thousand nice. dollars and that's it's awesome it's awesome man yeah Dude, great work 
I mean, well, while we're recording this, there is a stream going on. I just could not record and also watch. So I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping that the Colorado stream uh, of Eric Ryan and Sean Smith with uh, their various sponsors has been uh, I see that, it now. under an hour, already another $1,500. So that's, that's oh fantastic. God, that's so many hot sauces. <laughs> I'm looking at uh, you, your boy has a uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine, oh, dude, ten bottles of hot sauce in front of him. Yeah, so we're, everyone got the same ten. Um, Ryan BB, I don't know if I'm saying his last name. I just know Dave calls him BB. Uh, there's ten mm-hmm. sauces, one of which is De Bomb, which is uh, is from the Hot Ones specifically. But they've mm-hmm. been going in, and everybody in the initial group got got the same ten bottles. Uh, me and Dave are doing at least 11 because we're being sponsored by Buffalo, not Buffalo Wild Wings, wrong sponsor, uh, PJ Wellahans. So they're throwing in a sauce. And then I just realized in between shows that I own three other sauces that have also been on Hot Ones. So I'm trying to convince Dave, like, yo, let's do three more if we get enough wings from PJs. So... <laughs> That's awesome. One of the I don't know if it's uh, if Derek or Sean, but one of them looks like a, a very studly Guy Fieri. <laughs> like he's a, a good looking man, and he's got the facial uh, profile of Guy Fieri. So if you, if that's your thing, uh, in addition to the, the fact that you're raising it for for an incredible cause, uh, uh, you can Eric, look at a guy. Eric like would Guy Fieri. be the Guy Fieri stud muffin. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Good stuff, Tim. Excellent, excellent. Um, that's it, guys. Say goodbye to the listeners. Bye. Bye. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweeten, Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moves team. My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you to be smart about being stupid.